You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's great help in Ramah B'Shemesh Israel 5769-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bracious. So I have a few different stories that occur in this week's Parsha, but I'd like to focus in on the story of Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, and that famous story about how they ate from the Eitz Hadas, Toivarad, they ate from the Tree of Knowledge. And there's a tremendous depth in this in this parsha, in this concept, and I'd like to discuss it. Let's tell the story. We all know the story. So Hashem, God creates man, and He says to man, He says to him, "I don't want you to eat from all of the from all of the trees in the garden. From all the trees in this garden, you can eat. However, there's one tree that you can't eat from, and that's the tree of knowledge. The tree, the Eitz Hadas It's specifically the knowledge of good and bad." And God says to Adam Harishon, to the first man, He says to him, If you eat from that tree, on the day that you eat, Kibayoim, this is in chapter 2, verse 17, The day that you eat from that tree, from that fruit, you're going to certainly die. So later on in the story, so we have a character, the snake. The snake is the Nachash, he is the embodiment of evil. Because as the Bali Machshava, the deep philosophical thinker, is based on the Kabbalah, the way they explain the story, so this snake was no ordinary snake, of course. It was the embodiment of evil. It was the Yetzahara, the evil inclination. Because at that time, so Adam Harishon, the first man, and his wife Chava, Eve, so they did not have intrinsically in their nature any kind of battle intrinsically with evil. Meaning, whereas when we look at ourselves and we look at our battle with evil. So it's inside of our heads. It's something inside of our minds. We're battling internally. Should we do this thing which is not so good or should we not? Our better, the, our better side is telling us we shouldn't do this evil thing. And our, our not so good side is telling us, no, no, you should do it. It's okay. It feels good. Tastes good. You can do it. It's alright. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing major. That's how we have it. We have this internal struggle. But then, before Adam sinned, before Adam Harishon, before that first sin, so the struggle was outside. The struggle was not something internal, but rather he knew, he knew what was right and what was wrong. It was very clear to him. And he knew it was clear as day to him. He had an intimate relationship with God. And it was clear as day to him what was correct. However, there was an outside, an external struggle. And that was what the snake represented. The snake represented something that was external. And that was the Yitzhahara embodied, the evil inclination embodied in the snake. So the snake comes to Chava, comes to Eve, and he says to her, Don't worry, you can eat from this tree. And interestingly, it's clear that there was some kind of conversation that was going on back and forth, because what she actually says to the snake is that um, God said to us that we can eat from all of the different trees in this garden. However, from this tree, this tree of knowledge of good and evil, we can't eat. And she added something. She says, and we can't even touch it. And if we touch it, we'll die. So now the Nachash, the snake, he had an in because he knew that the only thing that would be problematic would be if they would actually eat from it. But she had added on, she wanted to create some kind of protection to make sure that she wouldn't, she wouldn't eat that thing. So she said to herself, I shouldn't even touch it. And so he said, the, the snake turns to her and says, Nachash, this is chapter 3, verse 4, you're not going to die. And our sages tell us that he actually went and he pressed her against the, the tree such that she touched it and nothing happened. So the, the snake turns to her and says, you see nothing happened? It's okay. You can Not only can you touch it, you can even eat from it. And that's how the whole sin occurred.
And after the sin occurred, so the, the verses tell us that all of a sudden that they realized their mistake, they realized that they were naked. And Rashi tells us that what were they naked? What does it mean that they were naked? They didn't know before, they didn't realize it before. And Rashi explains that what they realized was that they no longer had that mitzvah. As long as they had that commandment protecting them, so then they were covered, they were clothed, so to speak, with mitzvos. That was their clothing. In, in those times, they were completely spiritual. In fact, the word we have for skin, the word we have in Hebrew is or with an ayin, or. And it's pronounced, if you're Sephardi, or. Or with an ayin means skin. But before that, the Bali Machshav explained, no, they didn't have or with an ayin, they had or with an aleph. They, all you saw when you looked at Adam HaRishon and Chava before their sin, all you could see was a spiritual light. They totally exuded spirituality. Because whereas today, so we're, we're much more physical than we are spiritual. And at that time, it was, it was precisely the opposite. They were much more spiritual than they were physical, and therefore, they were able to see, you could see on them, you would see the spirituality. Whereas today, mainly what you see is the physicality the or with an ayin in those times before the sin it was or with an aleph so they realized that they were naked they didn't have that mitzvah they didn't have that commandment that they had been keeping not to eat from it now all of a sudden they had transgressed and they fell from their exalted level and they were no longer on that tremendous level now the thing that I'd like to focus in on over here is an important question that we need to ask and that is what does it mean that when they ate from this tree, all of a sudden they had, it's called an Eitzhadas Toivora. It's a tree of knowledge of good and bad. Did they not know? Did they not have an understanding of good and bad before? Didn't they know that if they would eat from this tree, that it would bring them so far away from God? They were certainly fully aware of the implications. Chava, Eve, when she was talking to the Nachash, to the snake, she says to him, God commanded us not to eat from this. If we eat from this, we're going to die. They knew what death means. Death means non-existence, or it means distance from God. It means the ultimate evil. This is something that you don't want. They knew that this thing was very, very bad. They knew that this is something that they had to stay away from. So how do we understand that this tree is called the Eitz Hadaas Toivara, the tree of knowledge of good and bad? And another question that's important to ask and we need to understand is, was there something about this fruit, whatever the fruit may have been, it's a machlok, it's an argument in the Gemara what the fruit was, perhaps it was wheat, perhaps it was something else, there was all kinds of different explanations, you know, we think it's an apple, not so simple, maybe it was an esrog, maybe it was a different thing, whatever it may have been, was there something special about that fruit, that by eating that fruit, it creates a state of being, where you no longer are close to God, or you're, you're going to have to die, is the fruit poisonous, what, what is it about the fruit, is there something intrinsic to the fruit, or is it something else, how do we understand exactly what this fruit was, now to answer these questions, we need to come back to something that we said in the previous podcast, we need to understand the difference between the different types of wisdom, the different types of knowledge. We have Chachma, we have Bina, and we have Das. So we said in the previous podcast that Chachma and Bina, these two wisdoms, that type of understanding represent intellectual knowledge. They represent the theory, the understanding of some kind of concept, but without the experience. Whereas when we talk about Das, we talk about Yediyah, Knowledge, the knowledge that we're talking about is an intrinsic knowledge, a knowledge that's experiential, one that you know not just because you have an intellectual understanding, but rather you experience that this is the truth, that this is how it is. When you have that experience, it's called Da'as. 
Now, when we try to evaluate exactly what was the sin of Adam Harishon, what was his exact transgression, where did he go wrong, and what was the result of this transgression, was it because of the fruit itself, was it because of the transgression, was it a combination, this is how we can think about it. I believe the answer has to do with this. When a person, when Adam HaRishon, when he went and he ate from that fruit, so he fell. His da'as, his, what he had experientially, what he experienced fell. Originally, he had tremendous da'as elikim. What was he experiencing constantly, every single moment, until the, until the moment that he sinned and he ate from that fruit? His experience was Das Elohim, an experiential knowledge of God. Everywhere he went, he was completely surrounded by an awareness of God's presence. And it's clear that this is true from the fact that what happens as soon as he sins, the first one of the first things that he does is that he hides himself. He says, let me hide myself from God. I have sinned. Hiding yourself. What are you doing? You're hiding yourself? You think you can hide from God? The answer is, at that moment, he lost that unbelievable level of da'as elikim, that unbelievable level of experiential knowledge of God, which is where we are right now. We live in a world of darkness, ultimate darkness. We don't see God. We don't feel God. But he was in a level which hopefully, when Mashiach comes, which hopefully will be soon, when Mashiach comes, we return to that level. It says, The whole entire world will be filled with the experiential knowledge of God. That's what we're waiting for. But Adam Arisham, he had that before the sin, before he messed up, before that transgression, before he ate from that fruit. He was on that level. But what did he replace it with? He ate from the Eitz Hada'as Toivora. He he replaced the experience, the ultimate experience of intimacy with God, of being completely aware of God. He replaced that instead with a Da'as Toivora. Now, what's his experience? It's no longer Da'as like him. It's no longer an experience which is completely and purely an experience of God, but rather it's an experience of bilbul, of confusion. Now everything is mixed up. What's good is bad and what's bad is good. All of a sudden, instead of evil being something which was completely external to him, all of a sudden it entered into his head. Now the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination, is inside of him. And now it's a con- constant battle. Is God really there? Is He really involved in my life? Is He is really is what I do really important in the world? That's a constant battle that we face. And that battle started as soon as Adam Arishon ate from the Eitz Hadaas Toivara. It was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now all you experience is this mixture of good and evil. And He no longer experienced this pure revelation, this pure experience of the divine. Of God being constantly with him. Now, let's take a step back and look also, what was it, what happened before, before he sinned? So he knew that there was a concept that if a person would eat from this fruit, God told him, do not eat from this fruit. If you eat from this fruit, you're going to die. What does death mean? It means spiritual death. It means you're going to be far away from me. You're not going to have a connection to me. Now, Adam Arishon, the first man and the first woman, Eve, they both, for all of their existence, which wasn't that long, but for all of their existence, all they knew was Kirvas Elikim, all they knew was closeness and experience of God. That's all they had. 
Now, they had an intellectual knowledge, a chachma, a bina, uh, uh, an awareness perhaps, but they didn't have an experience of being distant from God. They didn't know what that was like. That's why there was a chachma, there was a bina. They had a knowledge that if they would do this, it would take them away from God. It would distance them completely from God. But they did not know what that meant. They, could, they never experienced anything other than kirvaselokim. And it's clear that that's exactly what happened. As soon as they ate from it, they lost that closeness. They lost that connection. All of a sudden, they were deposited into this abyss, this darkness, and they felt even that they could hide. And the amazing thing is, the way that a person thinks, the way a person deals with God, that's how Hashem deals with him. Hashem comes in and He says, Adam, where are you? Ayeko, where are you? And He answers and says, Adam Arishon, the first man answers and says, I heard you coming and I was scared. I was scared because I never knew darkness, I never knew loneliness, I never knew what it meant to be far away from God. And that's where we find ourselves today. And I believe that that explains, perhaps, it seems to me, that it explains, it wasn't the fruit itself. It didn't matter which fruit it was. It could have been an apple, it could have been an orange, it could have been an esrog, it could have been a, a wheat. It doesn't matter what it was. The point was that God had set a commandment. He said, don't do this. If you do this, you'll no longer be close to me. You'll no longer have the experience. It wasn't that actual fruit that was, that was what caused it, but it was the act of doing something which was against God's will. By doing that, he attached, he attached himself to the darkness, to a lack of light, to that distancing from God. And it was at that moment that he was completely confused. It was at that moment that he hid himself. He lost that Das Elohim, that ultimate experience of God. And he instead he replaced it with Das Toivara, the ultimate experience of confusion, of not knowing which is good and which is evil. Now this message is so important because it's vastly essential that we understand that this is the state of affairs that we find ourselves in to this day. We have to know that inside of us we have this bilbul, we have this confusion, we have this da'as toivara. We wish, we wish that we could connect to that da'as elokim, that experience of God. We could know it's really true. If only someone would come and tell us, if only some angel or a baskol, some heavenly voice would come down and say, this is what you should do, we would gladly do it. But we find ourselves in this confusion. It's sometimes the things that are good seem to be bad, and sometimes the things that are bad seem to be good and we don't know which path to take if only we knew we would certainly take it nevertheless we have to know we have to know ourselves that there's a tremendous confusion and once we understand that there is that confusion we have to know that we can find the light because the light is inside of the Torah the Torah is what reveals to us which is the correct path to go the Torah is the Derech HaChaim it's the Derech back to the Eitz HaChaim it brings us back to the tree of life that ultimate connection to God because God is the source of all light the source of all life as well. And therefore, when we follow the words of the Torah, the words of God, this is the Das Elikim. We can reconnect to that experience of God by connecting ourselves to the Torah. The more we learn Torah, the more we understand God's will, the more we understand God's will, the, the less we're confused by this Yitzhahara, this evil inclination that tries its best to confound us constantly, every single day, every single way, wherever we turn. Before I finish up, I just want to say that all of these ideas have come from many different sources. They come from Akiva Tatz's books, they come from a book by Rabbi Yitzchak Frankel, and they also come from a book by Rabbi Arya Kaplan in her space. And all of these concepts lead us back 
to the fact that I'd like to bless you and me and all of us, that we should always merit to be able to be turned on to God's light, to see the path that He has set out for us, to be able to experience a true closeness to God, to have that dasa like Him, to have that essential connection to God and a, an awareness of what's truly right and what's truly wrong. And Hashem should always help us to come close to Him and to see the good from the bad. And we should be able, with Hashem's help, to, to merit to return to that state of being, the whole world should return to that state of being where we'll have only Das Halakim and Malah Aretz, Deya Es Hashem, the whole world will be filled with that experiential knowledge of God. Thanks for listening and have a very good Shabbos.